Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson. And I'm joined, as always, by MC. That would be me. And this is chapter two of Pirate mm. by Fabio. Mm. I, I realised last week I called it um, Pirates a lot, uh, but there's only one pirate. You're right. Well, he's a privateer, technically. Who's the pirate then? No. Oh my I God. guess maybe maybe Fabio, you know, not everyone is as educated as Fabio. He That's did true. he did go to college after all. He dropped out. Yes. But he oh, university rather, but he you know yeah, he, he still was there for the registration. Exactly. Yeah. And he learned a lot, including the difference between pirate and privateer. <laughs> and maybe yeah. he thought that, you know, the average reader of his, his novels wouldn't understand the difference. And I guess it's it's not as evocative, is it? Like Ooh. privateer. What? Pirate. Ooh. But it's the plural thing that's getting me, though, because mm. it's one. It's it's a pirate. Okay. Yeah, unless he's talking about, like, BitTorrent or something, or... <laughs> Fabio was ahead of his time. I mean, we, we legally acquired a signed first edition <laughs> of the book, so it can't be referring to us. Well, what happened last time on Pirate Tennessee? Oh, some stuff. Yeah. Oh, some stuff that made us uncomfortable. Yeah. But overall... <laughs> chapter one? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah. even give us the chapter nine. Yeah. Oh. The gist was that Fabio, I can't remember the guy. Guys, Marco. Was it Marco? Or was that one of the crew? No, no. The, the main character is Marco. Okay. Who's definitely not Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> even though he went to college once as well. Uh, yeah, Fabio's our main guy. Okay. He's the pirate. Mar- well, technically privateer. <laughs> yes. I don't mean to be pedantic, but Welcome that's after Privateer, chapter one. <laughs> Uh, so Marco, he's the main guy. He's a privateer slash pirate. Mm-hmm. Maybe he moonlights as a pirate. We don't know yet. It was only chapter one. Uh, he was sailing with his merry crew of misfits and people Italian named stereotypes. Luigi. <laughs> and they saw Carlos. <laughs> nice, that was good. He's he's an evil pirate privateer. Um, doing some unpleasant things on an island and they fought them and he rescued a young girl who he described in uncomfortable uh, detail uh, yeah uh, and Carlos is Marco's nemesis mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. did Carlos kill his family or am I remembering that wrong did he kill his dad maybe Marco's family is definitely dead that's the most important thing yeah yeah. They're all dead, who cares yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll find out as we get into it MC because here comes chapter 2 of Across from Marco, her eyes wide as she took in the scene, Christina Abbott was filled with excitement over this great adventure on which she had just embarked. Hasn't like her home island been like completely pillaged and destroyed, and she's been kidnapped by this much older, gross pirate man? Yeah, but she's got her her nanny or whatever. Oh, with her. the hag! Yeah, <laughs> she's ugly, so that means she's <laughs> bad or not important. We're not sure yet. Yeah, well, she definitely has no worth, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> when she had awakened tonight to the screams of the islanders, she had felt a momentary, momentary, I can't say that word. That's the word. Momentary twinge of fear. Just a twinge of fear. Like, Ooh. you know, when you hear people <laughs> screaming as they are murdered in the streets. There's bo- like, bodies Ooh, burning. I'm a bit spooked. <laughs> like watching an episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> but all her trepidation had fled the instant she had ventured outside and spotted her huge blonde pirate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This giant who had saved her from the plunderers was truly the most magnificent man she had ever seen. Well, it is Fabio. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. We all think that. She took a moment to admire his exquisitely chiselled face, the noble slant of his nose, his 
firm mouth and strong chin, his high cheekbones, his deep set eyes, and broad brow. Brow, brow, bro, I'm, bro. <laughs> I'm glad that we're sexualizing Fabio as well now. He's kind of sexualizing himself. He's, he's having a wank. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's having a literary wank. <laughs> One hand on the keyboard, yeah. Look at the oh, high cheekbones. The noble slot of my nose. Do you oh. think he's looming himself up with I can't believe it's not butter? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She watched the wind whip tendrils of his long blonde hair about his noble face. You've gone back to noble really quickly there. She had never seen anyone like him before. And neither have we, to be honest. Mind, there's only one Fabio. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> because if there wasn't, then it would be called Pirates. Oh, it all comes full circle, MC. I'm on to you, Fabio. You nonce. <laughs> Probably need to cut that out. Is he dead? He's not, is he? No. no, he can still see us. Now they were pulling alongside a large two-masted brigantine whose lowered sails snapped and billowed in the breeze. The pirate ooh, mm. easily lifted Christina onto the ladder and she clambered up it and climbed onto the main deck of the ship. So he is the pirate, Fabio, then? He, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what he is saying about himself, so I guess he must be. Okay. okay. He must have missed the pirate versus privateer distinction. In it. it was first week of uni yeah. was all the introductory stuff, second week. As the others joined her, she looked around at sprawling cluttered decks, at cannons and ropes and rigging, at loose chickens and pigs scurrying about, at bearded crewmen in dark clothing and tricorn hats who regarded her, and Hesper with open curiosity. It was Hesper! That's the nanny order. Oh, is it? Nurse, rather. But I, when I was reading that, I was sort of reading ahead, and I, I just read tricorn hats who regarded her and Hesper with open curiosity. <laughs> like There's a bunch of sort of hats scurrying around, just <laughs> giving an evil, like, oh, don't like the look of her. What type of hat is a tricorn hat? It's the um, um, triangular piratey ones, I think. Oh, a pirate hat. Pirate hat. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Their host barked out orders to weigh anchor, hoist sails, and come about to the south. And then he turned to Christina and the nurse. Nodding to both, he said simply, You two, follow me. Oh, God. Where's he going to take them? Christina glanced at Hesper. And when the older woman nodded, the two of them wordlessly followed the towering man across the deck and down a companionway. The odours of bilge, decaying food and animal excrement assaulted Christina's nostrils as the pirate ushered them through a narrow passageway and into a small cabin. Amid the soft glow of an oil lamp, Christina took in a rumpled bunk and a table cluttered with maps, a brass tankard and a sextant. No, no, no jokes no, needed. No, 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 no. We did that a lot in the last episode, which was like, everything like, is this an innuendo? <laughs> so we need to get away from that MC. Sure. Clear minds. We're classier than that. <laughs> no, we're not. Hesper at once charged their host verbally. I insist, sir, that you return the child and myself to our rightful home immediately. It's a bit late to ask, isn't it? They've like sailed away and stuff now. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to go back to the island, <laughs> considering everyone's dead? Yeah, I mean, Carlos is gone, I guess. But... Maybe maybe that isn't their rightful home. Maybe it was like a holiday home. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. why she wasn't so upset by all the people dying, because it's just like, <laughs> you know, if, if you're like at, at Butlins or something and all the people in the cabin next to you got murdered by pirates, like, you wouldn't be happy about it. Well, but... <laughs> depends on the neighbours, I guess. That's true, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The pirate did not even blink as he picked up a cloth, wet it in a basin, and slowly began wiping the soot from his face. That is out of the question, woman. 
Yay. <laughs> Leasewise, until all of us have a little chat. He nodded at the bunk. Please, sit down. I don't like the nod at the bunk. That's, that's, there's connotations Maybe there. there's a lack of um, furniture. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. it's a small cabin. Uh-huh. They said about there's like a bunk and a table. So maybe he's giving the seat to the ladies, which is chivalrous, I'll be old-fashioned. <laughs> we'll give Fabio the benefit of the doubt, shall but we? Also, it means that he can like sit on the uh, table, which would be a very dynamic pose, <laughs> which I think would, would suit him. I like to think he just puts one leg up on it. Oh, and, yeah. And like, rests his elbow on his knee. Maybe he like, sweeps some things off the table first. <laughs> or he lays on it like back first against the <laughs> table, like, right... <laughs> Hesper faced down the pirate with fists clenched and eyes blazing. If you are thinking to get one of us in your bunk, you are sadly mistaken, you bloody beast! What? Uh, <laughs> oh, bless her. Yeah. <laughs> it's optimistic, Hesper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, if you had to, I mean, I guess I could... Uh... It's because he lay down on that table, you see. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, at Hesper's diatribe, the man threw back his head and laughed. <laughs> Christina watched him, enchanted by the flash of his perfect white teeth and the gleam of merriment in his beautiful blue eyes. How do you get perfect white teeth in this era? He never eats any sugar, and the people used to brush their teeth with soft twigs. Ooh. Mm. Apparently coconut is good for whitening your teeth, I heard the Ooh, other day. Ooh, okay. Maybe he's had a lot of coconut. Mm, a lot of bounties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all he eats. That's how he gets bounties. his incredible physique. Bounties and I can't believe it's not butter. Just dips them in the butter. <laughs> uh, this healthy diet. Oh, he was such a divine creature, she mused. Especially now that he had rubbed off the soot and she could so clearly see his sun-browed visage. Visage? Visage? I don't know, actually. I never know how to say that word mm. properly. There's mm. a game called that, and I used to pronounce it all kinds of different things. His body appeared doubly magnificent, with the soft light gleaming on hard muscles and bronze skin. He's really going hard <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> you delude yourself, woman. He said to Hesper. If you think I'm so desperate for female solace that I will seek out your company... Ow. Well, <laughs> I merely thought that you and the child might prefer not to stand. Okay, I feel like it's really important to note that he's referred to as a child here. Yeah. Because that, you know, when it goes to court, that could be really important. (laughs) Hurling a glare at the pirate, Hesper grabbed Christina's arm and backed them both up to the bunk. They sat down primly on its edge. Marco gazed at the two, observing him so intently. The nurse with her pinched mouth and glare of contempt. The girl with her innocent beauty and look of fascination. (sighs) He could not resist winking at the little angel. And she grinned back, displaying beautiful small teeth and the most adorable dimples he had ever seen. Is, Is the... Okay, if it wasn't for the use of the word beauty... Yeah. This would be much less creepy. Or the wink, or referring to her as a little angel. You could say a little angel without... That's not a sexualizing thing, though, is it? In the context of this, it feels like it is. <laughs> okay, it occurred to him suddenly what fun it might be to have this minx as a little sister to tease her, spoil her rotten. So this is going back to the whole Marco's dead sister thing. Yeah. Where he sort of sees... This is better than the doubt about yeah, yeah, Fabio yeah. that he's yeah. just not expressing himself super in, in ways that would, would fly in modern day. Yes, the language is incorrect. Yes. Extremely. <laughs> Then he froze at the gleam of promised retribution in the nurse's eyes. He hastily cleared his throat. Your name's woman? The nurse snorted. 
The girl is Christina Abbott, and I am her nurse, Hesper Bainbridge. Sarcastically, she finished. And with whom do we have the honour of speaking, your lordship? Marco drawled lazily. I am Marco Glaviano, probably. (laughs) In his majesty's service as a privateer against the Spanish. (laughs) A privateer? Hesper spat. Meaning you are no better than a bloody pirate. I don't know what this is. I think it's meant to be like a walking you, stick or something. You, I do enjoy your the way you 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 physically embody your characters. <laughs> you got like little little mannerisms that you have to do that really help with the voice, like um, Scoot's little surfer dude way. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, I'm, I'm just very method MC. Yeah, you know, true, just it's to fully embody it's, the uh, character. Chip has been spending the last week as a nurse for. That's <laughs> <laughs> a hag. Yeah. Uh, I'm like a young. Andy Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. Who's? It's an actor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a smile pulled at Marco's sculpted mouth, but he did not comment directly. What brought you and the girl to Edisto Island? Hesper's gaze narrowed. The girl is an orphan. Her father and stepmother have been drowned in a shipwreck off the North Carolina coast a year past. Her guardian in Charlestown has little patience with children. And thus he sent both of us to his cottage on the island. You're right, it is a holiday home. It's, they, she's been permanently exiled to Butlins. <laughs> oh, the poor bastard. <laughs> there it has been my charge to rear and tutor the child. As a sort of related note, I really want uh, another Bodice Ripper book like this where uh, Fabio is a Butlins red coat. <laughs> Isn't that what he's doing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> No, I would go to Butlins then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Marco listened to these revelations with a fierce scowl. What sort of imbecile is this guardian you speak of, madam? Is he not aware that England and Spain are at war, with sea islands such as Adesto frequently raided by Spanish privateers? Hesper bristled visibly at Marco's scolding. It is not my charge, sir, to dictate to Christina's guardian what his decisions should be. Ah, oh, there's some class shit going on here. And they're like, oh, well, you know, well, we, can't, we don't want to, we don't want to like, second-guess them. All they did was send me to an island where a bunch of Spanish pirates tried to murder us all. But, you know, I'm sure they know better than me. Oh, God, Hesper definitely voted Tory, didn't she? <laughs> then you are a fool, woman, Marco retorted, ignoring Hesper's outraged cry. <laughs> he glanced at the child. Since the girl has no kin and her guardian has woefully neglected his duty to provide for her safety, it occurs to me that she'd be much better off at the Caribbean island base occupied by me and my men. Just a child occupied by a bunch of pirates, sure. (laughs) While the girl appeared highly intrigued by this suggestion, the nurse, wild-eyed, was enraged. Why, you bloody heathen! I have heard of these odious dens of iniquity that your freebooting kind swarms all over in the Caribbean, drinking and debauching and committing Lord knows what other sin. I tell you, the girl and I will have none of it. I mean, she's been living on a butlin, so she'll be used to it, really. (laughs) That's what it says in the brochure for butlins. (laughs) Den of iniquity. Free entertainment for kids. <laughs> Marco fought a chuckle. <laughs> I assure you, woman, that you and the child will be safe from all harm and molestation. Good. Again, for the court record. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you actually think you would be better off back on Edisto than you would be with me in the Caribbean? I am well acquainted with Carlos. No, 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 no. With who? I I am well acquainted with Carlos. (laughs) You're tormented tonight. And I assure you, neither the child nor you will be safe from his savagery when he returns. Hesper sucked in her breath and fell silent. Marco glanced at the child. Let the girl decide what she wants. Because, you know, she's old enough to make those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. She's not just completely crushing on this, like, ripped, chiseled, (laughs) bronze, perfectly white-teethed man. And Christina merely stared back at him. He went to stand before her. A powerful emotion. Something he could not quite name. Tugged at his heartstrings as he observed her gazing up at him so intently. You were very quiet, Kara. He said gently. Tell me, are you frightened of buccaneers? Buccaneers sounds like a term that like a junior redcoat would be at Butlins. <laughs> hey kids, you're going off with the buccaneers today. <laughs> they get paid below minimum wage. <laughs> There's a legal loophole. <laughs> no, I think you're all quite wonderful. While the nurse emitted an outraged cry, Marco had the smile. The child's voice was like music, so lyrical and sweet. What do you want to do then? Go back to your island or come with us? To the Caribbean. Ooh, nice delivery. <laughs> I like to think he's reading out of a holiday brochure. <laughs> Come like... to the Caribbean. Sexy pirates everywhere. <laughs> and lots of coconut. Her smile was instant and stunning in its radiance. I want to come live with you on your island. As Hesper uttered her dismay, some paternal instinct made Marco reach down and tenderly touch the child's soft cheek. It shall be as you wish then, Kara. Hesper, meanwhile, again bared her wrath on Marco. There! I insist that you take us back to the island at once! So we can get murdered by Spanish pirates <laughs> as God intended it. I've got another two days left on the weekend, all right? <laughs> we want to get our deposit back. <laughs> Marco only shrugged. The girl has made her choice. But as for you, woman... Nothing would please me more than to give the order to come about and to relieve myself of such a festering thorn in my side. Is he threatening her there? I think he just means like dump her at the island. Okay, fair. Hesper trembled in her anger. If you think I should allow you to dump me, then take the girl off to do heaven's knows what with her on your godless island. You have seaweed where your brain should be. That you do. She's very religious. Lots of, like, heathen and godless. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know she's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She goes to church at Butlins. Marco's agnostic. (laughs) Then the matter is settled. Marco drooled. The two of you may have the use of my cabin until we return to... to Here comes my Spanish accent. (laughs) Isola del Mare? Oh, no, French, I guess. And I shall see if some suitable clothing can be found for you. He stared kindly at the girl. Good night, Kara. Good night, pirate, she whispered back. Marco grinned as he slipped from the cabin. Hesper turned on her charge and spoke in an angry undertone. She, uh, that's just how she speaks now, I think. <laughs> Why did you tell that beast of a man that you wanted to go after him to his godforsaken Caribbean? Wow, she really doesn't like the Caribbean. She, I was just going to say, <laughs> she, she races as well. <laughs> like... Well, she is religious, so... Yeah. Christina raised her chin defiantly. Because he rescued us from the pillagers. And because I like him. Hesper snorted. Will you like what he and his heathen kind will do to you? 
Christina faced down her nurse unflinchingly. Marco would not harm us. He promised. So he is Marco to you now, is he, you saucy miss? Hesper demanded with contempt. And you believe that the promise of this, this marauder... Probably should have taken one of these voices, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. I like having this conversation with myself. I do this all the time. He spoke the truth, Christina argued. Uncle Charles was wrong to send us to the island. We were not safe there. The Spanish would have returned and slaughtered us. If you had only stayed in the cottage as you were supposed to, none of this would have happened. They had the do not disturb sign on the door, so... (laughs) No housekeeping, thank you, no. If I had stayed in the cottage, the brutes would have murdered us in our beds. That must have been the twinge of fear she was feeling. (laughs) Hesper groaned and turned to straighten the rumpled bunk. (laughs) I don't know why I really like rumpled bunk as a term. (laughs) For now, we must get some rest. She mumbled wearily. We shall figure out this muddle on the morrow. She's got kind of a Yoda vibe. I don't know why. Mm. I mean, that's just the way I'm playing her. But <laughs> You're sort of hunched over when you talk in a yeah. very Yoda way. And like Yoda has a stick. He does have a stick. And you're sort of miming a stick. Yes. <laughs> For now, rest you must. <laughs> Heathen you are. <laughs> Fear leads to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can envision her now is just like a two foot tall green alien who hates, who's a racist. Shifting the Caribbean is. Food funny, yes. Mm. Must take on toilet paper. Daily Mail, only truth. Oh, oh boy. Well, we've got her character down. <sighs> To the bingo at Berlinzeiko. Hesper snuffed the lamp. Christina removed her wrapper and the two females climbed into the narrow bunk together. Christina could not sleep for all the excitement she felt. Ever since she had lost her beloved parents a year past, her life had been a prison. Her only companion being her martinet of a nurse who spouted endless rules and lessons and racism. (laughs) But tonight her gallant rescuer had come and taken her away on a grand adventure. She eagerly anticipated tomorrow's discoveries. So Christina's having a nice time, that's nice. (laughs) I'm glad about that. Marco. She liked the sound of his name. Endlessly she recalled the beauty of his tall, muscled body, the laughter in his eyes and the gentleness of his smile. Is Fabio going to run out of ways to describe himself at some point? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible for Fabio. (laughs) She remembered his... Strong, warm fingers brushing her face and the odd thrill that had coursed over her at that moment. She knew she was not quite a woman yet. And yet she also knew in her heart that she already felt very drawn to the handsome prince who had changed her life forever this night. She would be well into boy bands. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Boys only are going to burst in. (laughs) And Hesper's going to be like, oh, the heathens from the island. (laughs) They move their hips when they dance. <laughs> did, did boys like move their hips? I don't think they did. No, I, th- I, I, I always picture them perfectly still for some reason. They did the thing where they would start the song singing, uh, sitting down on stools, and then <gasps> when it sort of when it drops, yes. they would stand up. Oh my god, the godless bastards! <laughs> That's what Satan would do. <laughs> Next to the girl, Hesper found sleep elusive, also, but for a far different reason. Fear and rage churned within her at the fate of herself and her charge. 
being the helpless captives of these barbarian pirates. The girl was a naive fool, thinking that they were embarking on some magical journey, but Hesper knew better. She trusted these foraging Italians no more than she trusted the plundering Spanish. At least they're not from the Caribbean. <laughs> Coming over here, stealing her charges. Another worry plagued her. Although Christina did not know it, she was heiress to a large fortune her father, Richard Abbott, had left in the trust for her future husband. Oh, God. But never would Hesper Bainbridge reveal to the freebooters the girl's true wealth, for that would only be an open invitation to the scoundrels to ransom her. Marco Glaviano stood on the quarterdeck as his mighty brigantine ploughed the silvery Atlantic. <laughs> okay, okay, we said we wouldn't giggle, but... I couldn't help it, all right? No, that... That was the the most out of all of them. The word ploughed just has such a power behind it. Mighty brigantine, silvery Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Mighty brigantine, <laughs> silvery Atlantic. Ploughed the silvery Atlantic. <laughs> a bemused smile curved his lips. He had taken on the protection of a child tonight. Child? For reasons he did not completely understand. On principle, he liked his life unencumbered, as any man with a quest had to style his own existence. <laughs> <laughs> Not that the girl would present undue difficulties. She had a nurse to care for her, and he was hardly prepared to take on the role of father once all of them returned to his island. Perhaps it was his emotional reaction to the child that troubled him. When she had stared at him so bravely, he had become inundated with feelings alien to him ever since he had lost his family. Tenderness, protectiveness, and a welling joy at the very sight of her. Okay, it's good that he's sort of... the. Generally reinforcing the older brother vibe. Yes, I'm really glad. Yes, made me feel a lot better about this. (laughs) She was a glorious one, all right. If she remained on his island, there would be the very devil to pay when she matured into a ravishing young woman and all his men fell hopelessly in love with her. Slightly Uh, more uneasy. Yeah, when when she's older, when she's a woman. Much, much older. (laughs) In the meantime, he could ill afford the luxury of succumbing to brotherly feelings for this babe in arms. Yes, thank you, Fabio. He was a man with a mission. A man who would not rest until all the Spanish miscreants were destroyed. And that's where we're going to leave chapter two of Pirate. Well, what did we think of that episode, MC? I am very glad there weren't any explicit mentions of horrible, violent crimes <laughs> or sexualising children yes. as much. Yes, it feels like an improvement on Chapter yeah, 1. It does, it does. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, it's really reinforcing Marco's brotherly yes, standpoint. Yes, like he's, he, he lost his younger sister in a yeah. tragic thing. It's still a, an emotional wound that he has. And Christina yes. uh, is sort of opening up that, that side yeah, yeah, it's nice. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. much better about it. <laughs> and we discovered that Hester, Hesper, Hesper is a massive racist. <laughs> Yoda as well. <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot more about Hesper, didn't we? Um, she's she's very upset and angry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, seems to think that if they just returned to the island where everyone been horribly murdered, everything would work out fine. Is she trying to protect Christina's fortune in doing that? Do you think? Yeah, like... but he's getting murdered by. Definitely getting murdered by a pirate, as opposed to maybe she's that much of a Daily Mail reader that she thinks like getting murdered is better than going to a foreign land. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not leaving this Butlins. <laughs> yeah, we definitely learnt more and like, kind of, 
he's going to be like they feel like our three main characters going yeah. forward. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we've learned more about Marco and how chiseled and hard his muscles are. That oh, we, we we knew that already. <laughs> but also, he is brotherly, kind of potentially mm. seems like a good guy for the yeah, most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then yeah, Hesper being all like there. And then Christina, who's yeah a naive child off on an adventure, she's quite happy. There's mm-hmm. a pretty man flying about the place. So. Mm-hmm. Who who could be upset if Fabio was there, <laughs> striking dramatic poses on various pieces of furniture, covering butts. <laughs> And also, like, just at the end, it's kind of reminding us that, you know, uh, e- even with these, this distractions, he's still the man on a mission, like it says. You know, yeah, he's got to destroy all the Spanish miscreants. <laughs> like that they use the word miscreants. Like, yeah, it's a good word. That makes word. them sound uh, not like murdering pirates and more like they've been shoplifting or something. Yeah, yeah. And is he being quite open-minded here, Marco? Because he's saying... He doesn't want to destroy all the Spanish, but all the Spanish miscreants. Any any Spanish people that do like shoplifting or graffiti. <laughs> any ragamuffins, yeah. basically. Oh, he should have said all oh, the Spanish ragamuffins. <laughs> well, I'm glad because I was yeah, after last week I'm, I was really worried about where it was gonna go. Yeah. And I feel like we've we've gone to a better place now, hopefully. Yeah. And long may it continue. I'm on board with Marco as our protagonist. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if you hate the people from the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. We're at Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue, including the previous series that we did, which was also very good, on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Thank you. And if you're in a Butlins right now, and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know the redcoats have, have gone home for the day. You know the the evenings entertainment is. What do they even do in the Butlins? What is it like singing have, like, and dancing and stuff? Yeah, they have like tri- I've been to Butlins before as a kid. Like they have like tribute acts and okay. stuff and like cabaret and all that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So if if it's just the... really fucking expensive. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like yeah. hundreds and hundreds. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So no, about the British the, tourism industry. This, this is the Butlins <laughs> podcast. We've changed. It's still called How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but now it's reviewing Butlins. We need to go to Butlins and record an episode from there. <laughs> if you're in Butlins <sighs> and you want to leave, a, I don't know, just just leave a review. Yeah, a review. Yeah, Shush. both of those. It's uh, it's really helpful to us because it helps all the ever-changing algorithms mm. on all the platforms and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. so if you're listening to one that enables you to leave a rating and or review please do so it helps us out a lot that means we can bring Fabio's works to more people across all the, the buttons in the world Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> preaching at <in> buttons <laughs>